What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dylan Heath Baseball Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the All-Star Game. We're going to talk about the team's midseason rankings. And we're going to talk about baseball and the status of the MLB, if anything has changed. So stay tuned. Alrighty, guys. So... The All-Star Game was pretty amazing. Uh, I thought there were a lot of great performances by some great individuals. Shohei Otani did not show up to hit. <laughs> but to pitch, he did really, really well. Um, but to hit, no, he grounded out twice. But, I mean, you know, he can't be amazing all the time. <laughs> He's, uh, the things, I mean, leading the league, leading the American League of I think leading the whole MLB, but leading the American League in home runs in the in the first half of the season uh, with, I think it's 32, just doing amazing, amazing things. Recently, Stephen A. Smith said that it's not good for baseball that the number one athlete in the sport needs an interpreter. And, oh my gosh, I cannot believe he would say something like that. Like, why would you say something like that? That's so silly. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that he needs an interpreter. Like, just go, go, like, oh, so what? <laughs> That's just so stupid. I cannot believe Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith is paid by whatever network, pretty sure it's ESPN, to give his thoughts on sports. He should not be talking about baseball he should not be talking about probably football he shouldn't be talking about well he never talks about hockey anyways but he should only cover basketball he should not cover all sports because he is not a true sports journalist and so for him to say that about Shohei Otani oh gosh just sets me over the edge okay but anyways back to the all-star game Vlad Guerrero Jr., youngest All-Star Game MVP ever. He and his father have both homered at the All-Star Game, just like the Bonds, um, the Bonds, so Bobby Bonds and Barry Bonds, and then just like the Griffies, so Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. That's a pretty cool thing, to join your dad and, and to just be an amazing hitter. One could debate that right now Vlad Guerrero Jr. is a lot better than, I mean, not a lot better than his dad was, but, like, the batting average is amazing. And he's just hitting home runs so much. Excuse me. My brother and I were talking about the other day, and, like, he, like, a third of his RBIs are from his own self, (laughs) from all the home runs he's hit, which is crazy. Almost half, actually, if you look at it, but... And so Vlad Guerrero Jr. just went deep while Tatis Jr. was mic'd up. And I thought that was so funny because Tatis Jr. like, you know, is an amazing ball player and they wanted to talk to him. And then all of a sudden Vlad Guerrero Jr. just pounds it. Just pounds it. And then Tatis Jr. was like, oh, man. <laughs> so it was really cool. It was an amazing experience to see. Um, Freddie Peralta, three up, three down inning. Really impressive. Good for him. The Oakland A's, meh, Matt Olson and Chris Bassett didn't really do much, so I don't really care that much. Yeah, as you know, I'm an Oakland A's fan, so. Juan Soto is amazing. Um, you know, he walked 
twice in the All-Star game. Like, basically saying, I am disciplined enough to be an amazing hitter all the time. <laughs> He's like, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna swing at anything. So he walked twice. The National League made it close. They had bases loaded with two outs, and Chris Bryant lined out to left. Very sad. <laughs> Thought he was gonna make some magic happen and hit a grand slam or something, but apparently all the the magic in Chicago has kind of faded away a little bit. So hopefully the the Cubbies get that back soon, and hopefully Chris Bryant, you know, hopefully he. You know, we'll come back stronger. Okay. I need to talk about this. Joey Gallo batted 230. 230. Pretty sure he had the lowest batting average of everyone there. And it was an all-star. I am not happy. Like, there are better players in the league who could have gone to the all-star game. So why did Joey Gallo go? Why did Joey Gallo go to the All-Star game? He... He can't hit for average. Yes, he hits these long ball home runs, but this the dude's like 6'6". Six, six. It's like, yeah, when you have... Like, the proper mechanics to, like, get, be a power hitter, yeah, you're going to hit it a long way, so bravo. But, like... He can't hit, like, consistently. Now, that's in the first half of the year. If he finished the season with a two eighty five batting average, he can thank me. Because I'm the one who called him out for it. So, get wrecked, Joey Gallo. But, yeah. So, definitely want better performances out of him. Um, who else? Let's just briefly mention... Charlie Freeman, Freddie Freeman's son. Freddie Freeman, first baseman for the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> he tells the story about how his son was like, Dad, you need to start hitting better so I can go to the All-Star game and meet Tatis Jr. <laughs> and Freddie Freeman's like, that's the only reason you want me to hit better? And his son was like, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, Charlie Freeman, stud. Got to meet Tatis Jr. And that's just incredible. That's a really cool experience for him. Another thing about the All-Star game, everyone just seemed to have a good time. Everything was good. The home run derby I heard was pretty spectacular. P. Alonzo has made more money in the past two home run derbies that he's won than in his combined earnings with the New York Mets. So props to him. Way to double your, your income. All right, guys. Now is the time where I'm going to just shout out anchor really quickly i've always wanted to create a podcast always wanted to pursue my dreams of talking about baseball and so i'm just really grateful for anchor.fm for being able to do that um it's free so you should all you know do that it's a one-stop shop to be able to edit your videos and stuff um or if you don't want to do that you can just go ahead and put your voice memos on record it and then export it to anchor and then you're good to go so yeah, shout out to Anchor for that. Okay. So the mid-season kind of performance of all the teams. Kind of want to go over that real quick. The biggest thing that I thought I would mention is that the San Francisco Giants. The San Francisco Giants have the best record in Major League Baseball. That's crazy to me. The NL West this year... 
I mean, it's kind of similar to years past, but I think it's definitely more prevalent this year. In years past, it's either been... It's either been two or three teams. So... Who are, like, who are really, really just checking it out. And then the other two teams at the bottom usually are garbage. Colorado is usually one of them. Sorry, Colorado. That's just how it be. Arizona has had its years where it's really good, but then the Diamondbacks this year are not good, so they're in the bottom two as well. Colorado and Arizona this year are not performing, but San Francisco, L.A., and San Diego, all three California teams, or all three NLS California teams that... I should say. That's very oddly specific. I know. But they're all just really doing amazing. And I don't know if it's because of the division they play in. I don't know if it's because of the opponents they've played. Probably could have looked more into that. But they're all just doing so well. And so to see this kind of excitement, you know, it's like... And all, another thing also is that you look at, like, the stars San Francisco has. And, like, none of them are really that amazing. Like, if you look at all of their stats, I'm not sure if there's more than two guys hitting up above 300 or hitting lots of home runs. I think they're just getting on base and making it happen. So, you know, that's that's really amazing for them. Um, the next thing that kind of surprised me, just to be really quick about it, the Chicago Cubs. Um, very disappointing. I Just because I mentioned Chris Bryant earlier, the Cubs had a really rough couple of weeks. They just took a deep dive into the bottom of the NL Central, so hopefully they can turn it around. The Boston Red Sox? Did anyone see this coming? Besides Red Sox fans? Did anyone say, I think the Red Sox are going to win the NL East? Or the AL East? I mean, I maybe. I mean, they usually always put up a fight, but like this year they're doing amazing. Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts are having amazing years. And just the fact that they're like first in the like AL East, but they're just—it's not even close. The Yankees are trying. The Orioles are. Everyone else probably is just giving up in the AL East, but yeah, it's it's insane. Another thing I'd like to mention: the New York Mets should have kept Zach Wheeler, but they didn't. Could you imagine if Zach Wheeler was on the Mets? still they had to grom and wheeler then they would have two pitchers that don't get any run support <laughs> but i'm <ching. laughs> rim shot no i'm just kidding but the mets really really need to to make it happen i know the mlb draft just happened great i mean as far as top prospects and everything i think that's kind of a dumb conversation because Mike Piazza was drafted at the very end of the draft, and he's a Hall of Famer now. So I'm not going to be able to predict which ball players are going to be the most amazing because that'll just happen over time. Um, I mean, of course, you'll have like the Mike Trouts and the Bryce Harpers, but Bryce Harper didn't even like bloom into who he is now until like this year. You can kind of notice it in his swing. He got rid of his like huge leg kick, and he's just trying to be quicker to the ball. And so, like, Bryce Harper is having an amazing year this year, except with all the injuries and getting hit in the head and stuff. Mike Trout is obviously out, but Mike Trout has been kind of the same way. Not a huge leg kick, just more of a hover, quick to the ball. And so, 
but yeah, so those guys, like, Mike Trout's been dominant his whole career, and he was drafted, I think it was, like, 22nd in the draft. Um, so, yeah, you, you're never going to know. I mean, Chase Petty, this guy got drafted, and he throws over 100 miles per hour, and he's still in high school. But, like, Lance McCullers can throw over 100 miles per hour in high school, but now Lance McCullers is giving up home runs left and right to the Oakland A's. Boom, get wrecked to Houston. But he's still dominant. Like, he's still good. But, I mean, he's a cheater, so. But anyways, now I'm just kind of rambling on a little bit. But back to, like, teams and the standings, I think that the second half of the year is going to be a really amazing one. Um, I'm definitely excited to see what all the teams do. I'm really hoping for Guerrero Jr. and Shohei Otani to keep doing the amazing things that they're doing. And I'm hoping for new stars to, to show up as well. I'm hoping for the second-half heroes to come out and to see teams just have a, cl- a close playoff race because those are always the most fun, just watching who's going to win the division, and especially when it comes down to the last day of the season. But, all right, guys. Well, that's everything I have today. Um, thanks for listening. Um, if you liked this podcast, please share it with your friends. Um, like the podcast, review the podcast, please. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Thanks so much.